The Lord be with you. Today we continue in Mark chapter 2, verses 13 to 22. And here we find that Jesus eats with sinners at Matthew's house and that religious leaders ask Jesus about fasting. Mark 2, verses 13 to 22. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, otherwise the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And just a note before we go any further, just to say that um, Levi is um, another name for Matthew. So when, when it talks about Levi in that passage, it's actually Matthew. So... In Fresh from the Word today, so Richardson's um, reflection is entitled The Wrong Dinner Companions. She quotes from verse 16. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? So she says, eating out alone is a challenge for me. I feel so exposed to scrutiny. Too much food on my fork, a splash on the tablecloth, a struggle with the peas. I always try to have a book with me so that I can hide my fears that I might not do it right. Whom we choose to share table with is also revealing, as Jesus found when he accepted dinner invitations from people not considered respectable enough to be eating companions. The custom of his time would be to gather round a set of communal dishes, which each would help themselves from or dip their accompanying bread into to scoop up some of the contents. This makes eating together a very intimate experience and an obvious thing to avoid with people who fail the purity code, 
those who are soiling their hands with the taxes of the occupying power, or those whose bodies are soiled with the impact of sin. But to eat alongside someone is to show them that you trust them enough to risk the embarrassment of a misplaced mouthful, and to share food with them is to give them the gift of your fellowship in the common dish. Jesus was always looking for opportunities to get close to people in the minutiae of daily life. In the give and take of a shared meal is the honesty and welcome of the life in the kingdom of God, where the outsider can find a place at the table without embarrassment and find some bread to share. And the thought for today is, how does your community, your church, see food? As something to be distributed or something to be eaten together? Let us pray. Generous God, enlarge our tables to include those who must otherwise eat alone. Show us how to include those who are never invited and fill our private dishes with enough for sharing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Today in our parish prayers, we pray for the future of the church. Now, this year for Christchurch is a special year and um, we're not really quite sure if we're going to be able to celebrate uh, to the best of our abilities uh, the fact that this is the 200th, 200th anniversary of this church in Sorby Bridge. And um, uh, we've got all sorts of things planned uh, for this year, but as I say, we're not really sure how things are going to pan out. But we don't want to lose sight of the fact that for 200 years on that site, that church has been there, uh, a place of prayer, a place of worship, a place of friendship, a place of comfort, and a beacon of hope in the darkness. So we want to give thanks to God for that. But So we're going to pray for our church. And, you know, please do pray for your church as uh, if you're listening and go elsewhere. So, Lord, we thank you for this 200th year of Christ Church in Sorby Bridge as at the church there on Chewell Lane. And Lord, we pray that we as a church may live as people of hope for knowing the risen Christ, that you would give us a clear vision for our church and the role of our building, that all members would find their place in church life where gifts and skills will be used to good effect, and that you would increase our number at Christ Church, bringing people who are thirsty to know more about Jesus and become true disciples. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And on our streets today, we pray for St Anne's Square, Stanley Street, Station Approach, Station Road, Steps Lane, Stonecroft Mount, 
Summerland Terrace and Sunnybank Drive. And Lord, we pray for all who live and work in those areas and we ask that for them and for all who live in Sobey Bridge, the church may be a beacon of hope in this town. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We say together, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So as we head towards the weekend, let us remember that the God who knows us better than we know ourselves calls us to follow, to go in Jesus' name, to share the good news of God's love, to go in peace, knowing that God loves you, and to follow the call of love and go with God's abundant blessing. So let us say the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us evermore. Amen. So enjoy your Friday everyone and I do hope that uh, a lovely weekend awaits. Take good care and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.